Good morning this good Friday And welcome to the Plain Black Rapper Podcast Commentary show if you will And I'm your host Nightlife It has been a crazy week Work's crazy, life's crazy man You know it's just some things you just look at and be like, it's it's tough to deal with, but you just got to keep rolling with the punches. The things are just going to change on the fly and not everything's going to be easy, but you just got to deal how you can deal. Now, today. I thought I'd talk about something that is uh, has plagued me my entire life pretty much. And it's just hampered me in situations. And it's really weird because I want to compare and contrast um, some things where. I'm in the lights and when I'm not in the lights. Um, and that's dealing with like social anxiety. Social awkwardness. And I have that honest, man. I am. Um, we did the gauntlet yesterday. And we had. Crisis. You know, talented producer. Shout out to Crisis, man. Really good, really good time. And I really enjoyed myself, you know, even though I don't know him from from Adam or whatever it is that you can say. We, we don't know each other. But in that particular time frame, the three hours that we spent, we had a good time because we were just kind of going back and forth. And it was so, so comfortable. And a lot of times with the guest host that we have, it's comfortable. But I started looking in the context of where I kind of sit in that. Because when I'm out in like public places and I'm out in groups, I'm not I'm not cool. You know, mentally, it's a it's a grind. You know, because I'm always in the sense of judging myself. The one thing I don't want to do is put myself in a position where I'm out here embarrassing myself, embarrassing my kids or embarrassing my wife. You know, I'm constantly looking at myself like, you know, I'm already mentally putting myself through the grind when I get invited to things from my friends. You know, hey, man, come out over here, come to this club or, you know, come over to this gathering. We're doing this and that. And mentally, I'm just start to think I got to make sure I'm dressed right. I got to make sure my shoes is cool. I got to make sure, you know, what I'm saying, do I got deodorant on? Do my breath stink? Is my hair cut? You know, am I, am I looking OK? Is, is this shirt go with this? Does this match or whatever? Because I'm immediately judging myself before anybody gets the opportunity to judge. So I'm already having that complex before I go into it. And then I have to have the pressure of. I got to be affable to people and I got to be I got to be funny. I got to be, you know, entertaining. I still got to be like in those situations where we got to find something to talk about. And sometimes I'm in situations where I ain't seen people in years. And, you know, you get the, the catch up. How's the how's the wife? How's the kids? How's the job? You know what I'm saying? And there's things that you can talk about. But when you run out of that shit, then that's when the pressure is. Then it's like awkward silence. Then it's like, man, 
Do I got to press and I got to generate conversation? Am I going to say something stupid? Am I going to alienate myself by saying these things or saying something and putting somebody in a bad position by saying something or offending them? And I often have to do that. You know, and to be around your to be around your friends and have that like crippling anxiety and awkwardness and feel like you have to be a certain way or do a certain thing. And then people look at you like you're weird and shit. And I know I get that. I've been, to, you know, functions where, you know, my wife has invited me to functions with her friends and. I meet their husbands or boyfriends or something. And if that bond is not there, if we can't talk about sports, if we can't talk about music, it's fucking over. I'm done. They have to generate the conversation. Then it's awkwardness. Then it's like, again, same thing. After you run through your your typical conversation, you know, your typical combination, uh, com, uh, your uh, typical icebreakers, I should say, your typical icebreakers. Then you're pretty much dead in the water if the other person is not, you know, not helping, helping the situation, which happens a lot. Then you just talk and then, ha ha ha. And then it's this awkward ass silence. And I'm not good with that. I'm not good with that at all. You know, I have like I'm more like Larry David and Larry Bird. You know what I'm saying? I'm just not, I'm not mentally equipped to be dealing with situations like that or, and it's it's weird because when I'm entertaining and when I'm doing like the podcast or I'm doing the gauntlet or I'm on stage, it's so different. I enjoy myself or I'm at work. I enjoy myself. I feel comfortable. I feel like I'm in my element. I don't have that anxiety or, or feel like I'm saying something goofy or whatever. And I and I thought about it and I was like, why do why does this happen? So I figured out that why this happens when I get in situations where my close friends that I don't see in a long time that we, when we get together. It's fun. We talk about the past or whatever, but I know why I feel this way. I've been working since I was 18 years old and working swing shift. I worked swing shift for close to 15 years. You're cut off from all of the social circles when you do that. You can't make certain things. You miss events. You miss opportunities to bond. I didn't go to a university. So I didn't get to get that social interaction and be around people from all walks of life. I only got to work in communities and see the same people come in to shop over and over again. And then those interactions were fleeting because your service, goodbye, service, goodbye, service, goodbye. The only bonds that you had was people that you worked with. The interactions that you had with your boss. And then that's it. So you get you get in in service mode and then you you get back in you get back into the uh, the social settings and you don't know how to act. 
you're out of tune. You haven't been listening to music. So your friend's talking about music and projects. You don't know what the fuck is going on. You haven't been, um, you know, you haven't seen certain, you haven't seen certain things. And then maybe some of them work together. And so they talk about work shit and you're completely lost because you don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And I understand, I understand now what my issues in regards to that. That's a heavy weight to carry. And I'll be really like dreading that shit. And, you know, especially like clubs, too. I hate going to clubs. I hate going to clubs. And, you know, shout out to the union and, you know, Sandman and give it give me to go to the union every now and then. But I dread those situations when you can't. You can't you don't want to face them because I'm not a dancer, so I don't dance. Right. So I feel like I have to have a few drinks to be able to just kind of mellow me out so I can lean against the wall, talk about people, interact with my friends when they come by and done what they done, what they doing and hang out with me for a minute. And then I'm just people watching for four hours. Then I thought about that, too, before you even get there. Do you do you have enough money? Is your pockets right to be able to go out and kick it tonight the way that you want to kick it? So mentally you playing that game, then you get into the social game, too. It's like, okay, well. Do I look good? Is my clothes okay? Is my shoes okay? Do I have anything in my teeth? Do my breasts thing? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like you get yourself into those situations and you're trying to figure you're trying to figure things out and mentally you just defeat yourself before you even get in those situations. So I'm never comfortable. I'm never comfortable. And I have a really tough time with that. You know, and I just be asking God sometimes, like, man, why can't I just be like everybody else? Why can't I just be like everybody else? And not have this. Why can't I be the same person that I am um, entertaining when I'm entertaining? I feel so much at home when I'm judging. I feel so much at home when I'm on stage and I'm rhyming. So I feel so much at home when I'm doing this. I can, I can, I can do this. But. It's just crushing to get around people because I constantly think that I'm being judged for who I am and what I say. And I don't want to put my foot in my mouth and say something stupid. I don't be wanting to offend people. I don't want to be laughed at behind my back because of something I said or how I looked or how I acted or whatever. Like it's those things scare me. You know, it scares me to be become overly drunk guy and do something dumb. It it, scare, it scares me. And I'm starting to understand it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just a bad thing for me because. I'm not enjoying that. It takes away me being able to. I guess, enjoy moments that I have. 
I mean, as I get older, you know, my friends are getting older. We're getting, we're getting older. And we're not going to continue to have these moments. So if I don't enjoy them and I'm too busy caught up in my own head about how I'm feeling at the moment and I don't enjoy these moments, then I'm going to miss something. Then you get the phone call. Somebody's gone. Shit, my friends may get the phone call that I'm gone. I don't I don't want that. I don't want that, you know, that regret that I didn't give more. You know, it's tough even having phone conversations because you feel like, God damn, I can't even what the fuck am I going to talk about? What do I have to offer my friend calling him right now? <laughs> it's just so awkward. And this be my fault, man. It'd be my fault, though. It is not even their fault. It's not my friend's fault. It's mine. Because I think they read the energy wrong. They think that I don't want to be around them. And that I don't want to be, you know, with them or whatnot. And that's totally wrong. I do. I'm just I'm just in my own head about how to act. How to socially keep myself relevant with, you know, with conversation and small talk and, you know, what we can what we can discuss and be on the same level about and for me not to be uninformed and sound stupid and waste people time and be boring and all I don't want to do all of that and that's why I have a tough time you know I call my friends I say hey you good I love you man and how's the you know how's the how's how's the family how are you and that'd be like the gist of it. It's like we don't even like go into anything in depth. And unless my friends feel like sharing and some of them do feel like sharing and we have more conversations where I'm you know, more the listener and they talk and let them say what they got to say. But I have a problem being able to do that myself because I can't even like generate in order my and, and get my feelings in order to be able to express them properly so they they, they understand it because they just think it's a bunch of gibberish and they be like not entertained by it and it's like oh, okay well I don't, I don't have time for this shit but it's a struggle man and I know it's a struggle for other people I know I'm not alone in this and you know that's one of those things that's one of those mental health things social anxiety social awkwardness and that's a struggle. And I fight every day. But I kind of got to just throw myself to the wolves and just deal with it head on until I can get myself in a position where I'm comfortable all the time. Because I'm not comfortable all the time. What's up, y'all? It's Nightlife. One of your judges of the Gauntlet B Battle Producer Platform, where eight producers battle every show to take home a cash prize of $200 and possibly other prizes. Don't sleep on the guest judges. You never know who will show up in that fourth box alongside Lens Prog, Sandman, and myself. Sponsored by Airbit and Drumstacks. Catch us every other week, Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. To test your specific set of skills against some of the best producers in the world, send $20 to dollar sign Gauntlet Ready Cash App and send 10 beats to the Gauntlet Beat Battle at gmail.com. Listen, fam, they not for play playing that bracket, so make sure you go to the Gauntlet Beat Battle YouTube page to check and make sure that you are hashtag Gauntlet Ready. I made a post last week on Facebook about 
keep an eye on your kids and watching what they're doing because you know the world with it being as crazy as it is and with the kids being constantly inundated with death you know the massacre that we had in texas rest in peace to um all the lives that were lost there and present condolences uh, for that that we often think that that's a normal and the music is inundated with you know suicide and not handling mental health and doing all of this stuff and that being that being the only way out and these kids listen to that stuff or they see it and they are constantly hitting the face with it 24 7 so where it's just like well and if i kill myself nobody will you know nobody will miss me and i think that's crazy they got to deal with a lot of stress and um i don't think that we really account for that you know they go to school they judge by their peers they come home they're judged online They had the pressures of trying to keep up with trends. They had uh, pressure trying to keep up with being on the in crowd and not being made fun of, not being trolled on social media, not being trolled at school. And then you throw in the fact that, you know, you have your parents may be at war. And you got to deal with that. You overhear them arguing. You think you may be the reason. And then suddenly you you say, well, Maybe it'd be better off if I wasn't here. And I think a lot of that, a lot of that happens. You know, these kids are just under a, tr- a tremendous amount of pressure. And you have to consistently talk. They're questioning things about themselves. They're questioning if they're actually okay, if they're cool. They're questioning their sexuality. They're questioning their peer groups, they're questioned by their peer groups. And I think that, you know, that takes a toll on a young mind. They're not, they're not, you know, hardened to deal with that. I think us coming up, we were hardened to deal with that. You know, our, our parents were so strict in the situation where they weren't going to allow. My mom, my mom told me, I'm not going to allow the streets to take you. That's exactly what my mom said. I'm not going to allow it. I'm going to do everything to make sure that you straight and narrow as a kid. And I'm not going to allow you to be taken. And I think nowadays it's like. You have that parental. They have that parental fear, but that parental fear isn't there. Especially with everything that's going on around them. So many things is going on around them. We didn't have. We didn't have the Internet. We didn't have. You know, social media, we didn't have all of that stuff. So if we wanted to see something happening, we'd have to wait to watch 10 o'clock news. We'd have to read a paper. You know. Our 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 moments of of fear was when kids got kidnapped. And they we got spooked by that. Oh, they man, they they kidnapping these kids, man. Kevin Collins on the back of a milk cart. He's been on the back of a milk cart for six years. You know, it's we don't have that now. It's so death is so acceptable. Violence and music makes death so acceptable. Go after the ops. 
when you make death that acceptable, then people are just going to take lives like that or take their own life like that because they don't think there's no worth in it. So it's up to you and your family. You as a mom, you as a dad, you as a brother, you as a sister, whatever it is that you are in the in the whole scheme of your family is to put your arms around that child and make them feel like they're welcome, wanted and loved consistently. Don't give them an opportunity to doubt themselves. Constantly talk to them. I bring my kids in and we on the road and we going to school and I have one on one time with them. And I'm always asking my son, hey, you good? Everything all right? Ask my daughter, you good? Everything all right? My daughter, you good? Everything all right? My oldest son, I got to call him. Hey, man, you all right? It's like you have to do that because people want to feel valued. I want people to ask me if I'm okay, too. They don't because they just assume that you got it together. And, you know, but and I don't want my kids to ever feel like they're alone. So I was like, I'll take that sacrifice. I don't care if people check in on me. I want to check in on my kids, make sure they're good. They need to know that I'm going to be here. They can talk to me about anything. No questions asked. I just want to hear their voice and make sure that they know that they are understood and heard and loved. And as long as they feel like that, it's fine. Then we can get through anything. But I can't do nothing if I don't know nothing. And if you don't take the opportunity to ask those questions and try to, you got to get nosy sometimes. You got to get your, you got to get your, you, you know, got to get your hands in the mud. But they may not like it. They may not, they may think it's an invasion sometimes. But sorry, until you're 18 and you're out on your own or, post 18 and out on your own I'm going to have that right to be in your business and know what's going on and luckily I have the relationship with my kids where I can ask them and they will just tell me straight up as far as what's going on I don't feel like I'm being lied to I don't feel like I'm being misled or anything like that do they forget to tell me stuff sometimes yeah are they ashamed are they afraid the key is not to make them ashamed or afraid just come talk to me. And as long as we, as long as we had those open lines of communication, and I'll be honest with them, and they ask me questions too. As long as we had those open lines of communication, I think everything will be fine. So make sure you check on them, because these kids are killing themselves and attempting to kill themselves at an alarming rate, and that's a scary thing. You know, it's it's not it's not a cool situation. You feel helpless. When you see a person that you love or you, you know, you spend time with or you've been friends with or whatever. And they attempt to take their life because they feel like they have no worth. So make sure that you're there, make sure that you're present. And I think that, you know. We have to be responsible in that situation and we got to be responsible with our own mental health. If you feel that way. You got to find somebody to reach out and talk to. Talking to a professional ain't bad. It's nothing wrong with talking to somebody that you don't have any connection with. They are not privy to your situation. They are a blank slate. 
and you talk to them and they get paid to listen to other people's problems, it's good to talk to somebody like that because you can lay all your cards on the table. You know, I said on a, I think I said on a previous, uh, previous pod is that I don't let everybody hold my water. I think that rare exception is going to be when you have a, you know, psychiatrist or a counselor, if you trust, uh, to lay all of that stuff in there. They're, they're, they're professionally trained to be able to help you cope. So you want to make sure that if you got to do that, that that's okay. It's not frowned upon. Nobody thinks you're crazy because you went to a psychiatrist. It's actually very, very normal. So take that time. And if you need the help, go get it. It's it's crisis hotlines out here. There's mental health specialists out here, psychiatrists, counselors. Find whatever it is that fits you. Find find somebody that can help you wade these difficult waters that are that you are drowning in currently. You need somebody to be that life preserver for you to help you. So let let the professional do their job and go talk to them and offload all of that mess that you got going on in your head on them. Let them help you sort it out. They're professionals to help you sort. You know, don't lay that all on the lay that all on your friends or your family, because it's just like we we can't. That's too much pressure. So just reach out if you need to reach out. You know, um, last commentary pod, I didn't have a moment of gratitude. And I definitely don't want to go without doing that again. This moment of gratitude, I actually want to reach out. And I want to commend my brother, John Doe. He has had a long, tumultuous life, dealt with some demons. We have fallen out. And, you know, I thought that at times when he was under the influence that I could say a couple of words and get him back focused and that his life would be better. Until. You know, I realized that this is something that he was going to have to do. So I completely stepped back, let him figure himself out. And to a man and to a uh, I will give him credit, man. He's done a lot of things to be able to change his life. I feel that he is a different person. I talk to him. I find joy. I hear joy from him. I hear, you know, he's he still struggles and does. You know, and goes through things, but I still feel like it's more him. I was trying to talk through his. Through his demons to get to him before, and it's like now it's. I'm talking to him again. We can have we can have conversations and he's smiling, he's joking, he's doing things. And I commend him for his efforts on, you know, still having to deal with this. And the, you know, the remnants of him going through that stuff he will carry for the rest of his life but he still still pushes on and that dude is still about family the one thing I can say from him about him 
even with everything that was going on, he never, he never stole from me. We may have, we may have fallen out because I felt that he should be treating himself better. But I never, never once ever thought that he didn't love me and love our family. And I've always loved him. He's one of those incredibly gifted people. He's incredibly, incredibly gifted artist. He's one of those people that walk in a room and can steal it instantly. Smile, talk, rub elbows with people, conversate, become the become the man in the room that everybody wants to circulate around. And those are qualities that I admire and that I'm jealous of. Because I wish that I had it like that. You know, I wish I had it like that. So I just wanted to take an opportunity to commend him, commend him on his uh, continued journey in life. And I just appreciate him for valuing himself more than he's ever valued himself. So I love him dearly. And John Doe, I appreciate you, man. Ramon Nickelberry, let's get your government. I appreciate you. All right, and I think I've taken enough of you guys' time. You know, we at that mark. Try not to go over 30. Sometimes I go over 30. Maybe the ads get thrown in here. It's going to push it past 30, but I don't care. So thank you all for joining uh, me again. You know, I will. It's a holiday on Monday, so I don't know if I'm going to drop one on Monday or not. Probably won't be celebrating the wife's birthday so i don't think so but i'll try to drop one soon after this so thank you for your time thank you for sharing thank you for following thank you for downloading it thank you for subscribing and please continue to do that i'd like to continue to grow this thing and thank you for supporting you know all facets and platforms that i'm involved in you know shout out to the gauntlet b battle shout out to what the podcast shout out to four bar loop and definitely shout out to plain black rapper commentary podcast so y'all make sure that y'all take care of each other you know take care of yourselves love your family love yourself and i holler